Hello. Happy Father's Day. And happy almost Matt Steele's birthday. Oh, guys, this is so fitting because this is my last day before I am officially a daddy. Oh. Before I reach daddy age. I love that you've decided what the age daddy is or what age you will be identifying as a daddy. So if there were a person hitting on you and they referred to you as daddy, would you stay in the interaction? Well, look, I always try to stay in character because I'm a professional <laughs> okay. actor and I have my BFA in that. So like I I would thank you. I mean, in the chat, they just told me it's my company birthday. That's coming true. Up. So, and that that really made my heart stop for a second. I mean, <laughs> I'm surprised you're repeating it on the podcast because people could very clearly look up what age that is. I know. Well, the thing is, that would get people who don't know what company is to look up company okay. and explore musical theater, and that's what two game ads is all look about. At you. I think you're so selfless, even on your birthday. Like, I know. who's gonna play you in the movie? Of what? Of your life. I you, don't I, play my goddamn <laughs> self. Didn't Fantasia have a Lifetime movie in which she played herself? And it was iconic. All right. Well, I can't wait for your Lifetime film where you're playing yourself. I'll watch. I'll even DVR it. Thank you. You're I welcome. can't wait until I get acting work again as well. <laughs> Thank you. What a birthday mood you're in. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another Two Gay Mats podcast. It is Matt Steele. It's Matt Palmer. And we are coming at you live on Father's Day 2023. We just celebrated the men in our lives. We and did. We are also celebrating the fact that it is the day before my birth. It is the day before your birthday. You've birthday. been born. Luckily, yes. I think they'd be very sad if you had not been born yet, and then we would not have Two Gay Mats. Oh, my God. Or I'd be doing it with Matt Bridges. Yeah, but if I wasn't even born yet, imagine how good I'd look. <laughs> you I, would look amazing. The fetus me was so much younger looking than I already look now. I think that. That is true for everyone that people were much younger looking when they were fetuses. God, I was such a cute fetus. All right. How are you, Matt Steele? How was your week, Ben? My week was good. Yes. I, what did I do? Matt, uh, Matt speaking of Matt Bridges, oh, who you were talking about. My king. Yeah, he uh, came in down to see uh, Mariah at Pride. Yes, and so I got to see him. I got to hang out with him a couple days. We went candy shopping. Yeah, of course. <laughs> as me, one does. As one does. He got me candy for my birthday because I told him, I was like, oh, for my birthday, I'm going to have a candy potluck party where people are going to come and everyone's going to bring a, a candy of their choosing. It can be as exciting or as exotic as you want it to be or it can just be a basic Skittles, Sour Patch Kid, whatever. I'm happy with anything. And so he was like, oh, let's buy candy right now. And I was like, don't mm. give me candy now. I'm about to have an entire candy <laughs> potluck celebration party. But whatever, I got some candy, got to see him, which was really great. I don't know. I worked. I cleaned out my closet a little bit. Oh, that's good. That's, yeah, it was okay. <laughs> I wish I was more successful at cleaning out my clothes. I'm very bad at cleaning out my clothes. Why well, you felt like there were things that you kept that you're like, maybe I don't need this, but I might want it one day. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much, it very much stresses me out because I'm always like, oh, like, like, did I get my money's worth out of this? Mm, okay, but I see that. How many like years do you go before you like, you're like, I've had this for too many years. Not counting like nice things like a suit or something. Right. Like stuff that's just regular t-shirt, whatever. I would say... Four? I think four is a yeah. solid number two. Yeah, I think four. Which, But also that means that the clothes that you got for me in our like Matt Steele's clothes makeover video, mm. that means that they're about to be graduated out soon. And do you mean, think they're ready for that? If it's time, it's time. Like I feel like four is a good amount of time and especially if you're taking the stuff to Goodwill. Like we're not team fast fashion in any way, but sometimes you do buy something cheap. But if you wear it enough, it makes me feel a little bit better about having gone the fast fashion route. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah, I 
I think four years is a good time. And if the things are like truly falling apart or have holes in them, then of course it's time to let them go. Nothing I have is falling apart. I take care of my shit. That's beautiful. I feel like I'm getting holes in many socks. Hence why I had to have a new sock order recently. Oh, yeah. My socks are getting fucked yes. as time goes on. I, mean, I, I need that. to do an overhaul of socks. Yes. That was a big move for me. Um, but yeah, that sounds like a good weekend. Oh, my God. I really am a, becoming a daddy <laughs> because I'm sitting here talking about like, oh, there's holes in my socks. Hey. You gotta get rid of them. I mean, at least that's what you're doing. You're a responsible daddy. And that's what people want. I guess. But yes. I want to be a hot daddy. Well, you'll be that too. Okay. When? Okay. Tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Matt Palmer, how was your week? Uh, my week has been very good. Uh, we had, I've been, again, very busy with day job work, which is crazy. But I think that biggest and worst part of it is over now and so that's good and then uh thursday after i went to your house to film a couple videos uh the leanne reaction and then our review of muna's self-titled debut album which by the way is an excellent piece of music maybe the best album of 2022 i urge you all to listen to it if you haven't i uh went down to lax airport to pick up my mom who was flying in town and she was going to be landing at around 11 30 but of course the flight got a little bit delayed she landed at like 12 30 and then I'm going to the airport and like getting in that line thinking like, oh, it's so late. There's not going to be anybody down here. Oh, traffic like you've never seen. Oh, it's God. just wild. LAX is unbelievable. But my mom wasn't. The thing, of course, the last thing I wanted was for my mom to be waiting outside for a very long time. And she wasn't. And it was fine. But by the time we got all the way back here and mostly just getting out of the airport, it was like 1.30, 1.40 in the morning. And if you've been on my Instagram at all, you'll know that my mom loves visiting museums and doing all of the Gettys in one day was the plan for uh, Friday, the day after she arrived. And so I was like, OK, it might be 2 a.m., mom, but we're waking up at 8.30 because like... <laughs> I need us to get to the Getty Villa at 10, at least, or 1030, because we're going to do that, and then have a lunch, and then do the Getty Main, and then go back to home. So it was a busy first day. <laughs> you made your mom do all that. I did, but she enjoyed it. She had a very fun time. And then uh, yesterday, we did, um, that's the thing, for every other day, we're only doing one event per day. Only okay. the first day was busy. The other days, we went to the Griffith Observatory, which I have not been to in such a long time since I've lived here. And so that was lovely. The observatory itself is nice, but... Like looking out on all of Los Angeles is just a beautiful place to do that. Just that, and so that was fun. It was my mom, Jackson, and I. And then uh, today we went to Huntington Gardens uh, with Jackson and his sister and her husband. And so we all walked around and saw kind of the more deserty side of the Huntington Garden. Last time we were there, we were more on the uh, Asian side of things. So it was nice to see a different part of the garden. We ate some lunch, came back here, people lied down. I cut my hair and prep for the podcast. And now I'm here now. It looks great. Thank you. I do that every time of the day we record. Of really? I cut my hair on Sundays and Thursdays before I see you because I'm like, gotta have a hair looking okay. You gotta look fresh. You gotta look fresh for the people. That'd be upsetting if I didn't. Oh my God. I know. I think you should like grow it out, see what happens. No. And people will be like, what is happening? My answer is no. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair. That's like when people are like, Matt Steele, you should grow some yes. facial hair. And I'm just like, the answer is no. It is the moment that you grow facial. Well, not even that. If you grow facial hair, I still wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Are we ready to jump into the news for idiots? Let's do it. And this week's news for idiots is a little different because it was like, I'm. Mo- these are not truly the biggest stories in the nation, but it's what the fuck I want to talk about. And at the end of the day, it's our podcast. It's our fucking show. We make show. the rules. It's our and show. And you know what the biggest story of the week was for me? Padam, padam. <laughs> Kylie Minogue's viral gay hit has officially reached top 10 in the UK. It is now at number nine on the UK singles chart. It is Kylie Minogue's 35th top 10 song in the UK. She is the fifth artist and the second female artist with the most top 10s in the UK. It's her best charting song since All the Lovers 13 years ago. Wow. 
All right, any heterosexual who is listening, yes. get the fuck on the train. And it's like, I know you don't know about this song yet, and now's the time to get on the train. It needs to be a worldwide smash. It needs to be a song of the summer, not just for the gays, but for all of us. Because it is truly, like, there is a divide. Like, only the gays are talking about yes. it. And I'm getting so many, like, straight people coming up to me being like, what is padam, padam? Like, what is padam? Like, why is everyone just walking up to me and screaming padam in my face? And, like, and I'm just like, you need to Google it. <laughs> you need to Google it. I'm not here to educate you. You need to Google it yourself. And Matt Steele and I don't always or often agree on every single thing, but we are the two biggest Padam fans you'll ever meet. It's the fact that the song is Matt Steele was the other day on the Discord, which you can be a part of if you go to patreon.com slash 2 Matt. He was telling the people, I have not heard a song this catchy truly in years. And I'm like, there is an earworm quality of Padam Padam that like, I literally go to bed singing it. I wake up singing it. It is like hypnotic. It is so fun and light and about nothing and it is like it's immediate immediate it is not and we've lived through vibes for so long we were saying it in the leanne reaction video but like so often we have been listening to vibes and feels and like a chorus is just implied and here it's like okay padam padam is a dance floor stomper that's going to get lodged in your head like the best pop songs do yeah, it's and it's it's a level of catchy where it's it's where the chorus like you listen to it like and you can see how some people might find it annoying. Totally. And that means that it's great. Exactly. It's it's like when you first played Call Me Maybe <laughs> for me and our two straight roommates yes. back in 2012 and you mm-hmm. were just like this is going to take the world by storm. Yes. And it did. I'm trying to think of a song in between Padam and Call Me Maybe that like is the same level of like immediate catchy and like will have a, has the potential to have like a grasp on society. Right. I can't think of I one. I can't think of a one because well, then a- after like 2016, it just became vibes and it yes. became more about just like, ooh, this beat's kind of cool. <laughs> and it's like, oh, cool. I love kind of cool. <laughs> I just, I also think it's so exciting. And I don't know if Matt Steele, I think we got a um, email my heart question about this song. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you want to look at it now, if we could just answer it. But we can answer it. I have been a Kylie Minogue stand for the longest time. Obviously can't get you out of my head. Had a, Honestly, that had a similar feeling to this song. Ooh, yeah. It was like very much an earworm that came out of nowhere, at least in the U.S. And, um, but like her album after that, Body Language, is one of my favorites with slow and, um, uh, Red, red-blooded woman. It's just an excellent body of work. And to see someone who has made so much pop excellence over the years continue to be at the top of her craft. Like, we put artists who have been around for a certain amount of time in the, like, legacy category in a way of like, oh, they've done all they're going to do. Wow, they had such a moment. And then even if they're continuing to release great music, very rarely does it become a hit with the young people like Padam Padam is becoming. And sure, it's relying on its virality. It's relying on word of mouth of the gays, but we will do whatever it takes to make this song take over the world. And sure, is the song about a minute and a half because (laughs) it's just like skipping the bridge, skipping the third chorus because we want to get you to stream this a million times. Sure, it's playing all those games but it works. And if this song is not a song that is dying for a Britney Spears remix. <laughs> okay. This is what we need to talk about. We need yes. to strategize. Because it hasn't even hit the Hot 100 yet. Which I, is crazy. Crazy. Because crazy. It all, I am just inundated with Padam Padam for the past like however many weeks. I know. Guys, get Britney. <laughs> get Britney. Put her on the second verse. Half of the second verse. Who cares? Get, get her to whisper some Padams in the background and have them play in the background. Padam Padam. Featuring Britney Spears. And because be it, she 
won't be in the video, but <laughs> she was on that Elton John song. Yeah. And I feel like she has loved Kylie Minogue. I feel like breathe on me. She would always, it definitely feels like a Kylie Minogue jam. A lot of the more like mid tempo electronic inspired songs on in the zone felt very Kylie Minogue. And I feel mm-hmm. like that was purposeful. So I feel in my heart of hearts that Britney's a fan. Give her a call. She knows that this is another legend, another icon who deserves her vocal just for 45 seconds of the two minute song. And the two fandoms that would become so happy. Like the you joy. could get Kylie another number one. You can get Britney another number. Like, let's go. This is our mission for the yes, summer. Please. Kylie, if you're watching, Britney, if you're watching, if anyone is related to them, they have to know. They must know. They the must talks know. talks are already going on. That's my hope because it just feels so Britney coded to me, this song. Oh. And yeah. I just can't wait for it to be the hit that we believe it will be. Not often. That, that we know it that is. That we know it is. And it is already already in the UK. And sometimes the UK is just a little quicker on the uptake when it comes to pop music than the US is. So everyone in the US, buckle up. It's just so interesting how, like, really, when it comes to media and and pop culture, like everyone is really in their bubbles. Yes. Like, because I could turn to the person next to me and be like, Panam Panam, and they'd be like, who? What? <laughs> And, and they would turn. have no idea. And I turn to you. Well, of course you. But <laughs> <laughs> I could just but many gays. Yes, I, I could just tweet out Panam Panam, and everyone would be like, like, retweet. Got it. Got it. Got it. So justice for Panam Panam. It's not even done with its reign at the top of the charts, but we want more for it already. We're manifesting this. This is what people do in 2023. They manifest. This is where all my manifestation is going currently. Uh, but speaking of excellent songs that are finally getting their due. Oh God. Taylor. <laughs> Has announced, and the thing is, it, we saw it online, and we didn't know if it was true. It was announced on uh, uh, one of the forums that I go to. That "Cruel Summer" from Lover, Taylor Swift's 2019 record that predated Folklore and Evermore and Midnight's, was going to radio on June 20th, the day after your birthday, the day after Juneteenth. So June 19th, great day for both of us. Must oh, say. I mean, of course, Excellent. everyone already knew this. We do know that. Uh, Cruel Summer, the best song on Taylor Swift's 2019 record, Lover. One of uh, Britney, one of Taylor's best pop songs ever is finally getting the full single treatment at her era's tour. She announced that like this was the song that she loved the most from Lover and she was so excited about it being a single and then the pandemic came along and XYZ, which to that I say why were there other singles? Like, why was me released? I like You Need to Calm Down more than most people, but still, Cruel Summer's right there. Yeah, like, who's lying? Taylor, are you lying? And it's like, now currently, I believe in the top 10 Spotify charts, like, it is flying up the charts, it's now going to radio, and it's going to be flying up the pop charts there, and I realized she had a whole summer planned around Speak Now TV, around, I assume, an Enchanted single. It seems like she shot a video for a Speak Now vault song, and that's all well and good, Put it all to the side. We'll see Speak Now in the fall. It's more of a fall album. Anyways, it is time for Cruel Summer. Make a music video as soon as possible. And not a tour one. I want a real video. This isn't New Romantics, okay? Get Jake Nava on the line. We need to make this a full-fledged release because it is deserving of being one of her biggest songs. And it was like when she made All Too Well the 10-minute version. And when it finally went out, it came out and went to number one. It was like, that's... These are the kind of songs that should be Taylor's numbers number ones. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's just it's so interesting because it's like Cruel Summer's probably the best, in my opinion, the best song on Lover. Yes. And so it's like, why is it the fifth single? Right. But years later, well, we know why years <laughs> later, because the pandemic happened. And then she was like, oh, let me like go into a hole and have reverb all over my voice um, <laughs> for a little while. Um, but but it's the same as like 1989. It's just like, oh, 
when is Out of the Woods being? Oh, it's the fifth single. Right. How dare you? But I'm happy it's here. And part of me is like, maybe she's doing that so that like around Grammy voting time, she sure. can have like an excellent song on the radio. And to that, I say, I understand. But let's just lead with our best. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, let's just not have the best song be single number one or two. That's yeah. all I'm asking. And then we can do our third best song as the Grammy one. Like I, we people should have heard the song by now. But the moment that bridge was starting to trend on TikTok and I was seeing the youth stance to like a sped up version of it, I was like, is this really happening? Oh, yeah. And when Taylor sees a trend, she goes. Absolutely. She goes with it. And let's listen. We shouldn't dwell on the past. No. We've all made mistakes in our yes. lives. We all need to atone for <laughs> <laughs> our sins. Yes. And this is Taylor. She's she's putting it out there now. So I'm happy that it's happening We're now. Finally able to right the wrongs of Cruel Summer not being a giant hit. And I just I love that it's becoming official. It's She's really on board with it. And I can't wait to see what the song does. Because, man, this doesn't happen to artists often. No. Where a song that should have had a moment finally gets it. And um, this is, as much as I loved, like, for example, when Mariah's It's a Rap went viral, that would not have been the song I would have picked for Mariah to have an unreleased song go viral. It's good, and she did a great job of it at Pride. But this is exactly the song I would have picked for Taylor Swift and for the, a song of hers from the past to go viral. This is the most deserving the stars have really aligned. And I've said it a million times on this podcast. Y'all know what I'm going to say. Justice for Lover. Justice <laughs> oh for God. Lover. Lover's number one fan. Y- you know I am the biggest Lover stand. And we all know I have my feelings of Taylor. I'm sometimes on the train, sometimes off the train. It really changes with the wind. But for this entire Cruel Summer era, unless she does something that bothers me. I'm a Swifty. Okay, yes. <laughs> All right. We'll see how long it lasts. <laughs> I can blow it. This is not like my lambdom, which is unshakable. So I can blow with along with the wind here. But right now, I'm Team Taylor in a way I have not been in years. All right. <laughs> Truly. Not since she's, you know, gone to the woods have I been this excited about her. So thank the world for Cruel Summer. Um, this Okay, this news story is another example of something I want to talk about. I meant to talk about it last week and didn't. Yeah, when, guys, when I saw it in the headline of this, the live, I was like, oh, we're going to talk about this now? Yes, we are. All right. I want the Apple Vision Pros, okay? <laughs> if people don't know, Apple uh, had announced the Apple Vision Pro along with their, you know, big uh, WWDC. I think they're kind of their conference announcing their upcoming iOS releases and upcoming products. And... The Apple Vision Pro is essentially a VR headset that if you that they're calling a spatial computer. Did you watch the video on the Apple Vision Pro? I didn't watch the video, no, oh. but I've seen like the little clips of it. The little clips where people are wearing it and they can see kind of see through it, but like the whole apps are sitting right there. Or only kind of see through it. Yeah, well, you kind of see like I would be seeing what was behind us now, but I'd also be seeing like as much of an opacity version of like the apps I would want to see and want to play with. I could go to my text messages. I control it all with my eyes. I don't have any hand controllers. I just move things with my fingers. If I wanted to watch an entire movie and like black out the rest of the world so I couldn't see everything and feel like I was on the beach watching a film in giant quality, I'd be able to do just that. I want this so badly. And it's a million dollars. Like it's truly so much more than any product that Apple releases for like general consumption should ever be. It was called you know, uh, a rich person's toy, which I hear, and I want to be rich enough for it to be my Listen, toy. rich people need toys, too. We do. Yeah. And I don't know if I would call myself rich yet, but I will be rich enough for that fucking thing soon enough. Will you be dipping into your savings for that no. thing? I can't oh. dip into, I don't dip into my savings for anything. I could set up a new savings. <laughs> <laughs> 
specifically for the Apple Vision Pros, which I could do. I also could, we're revamping the Patreon. Maybe I just have an Apple Vision Pro layer. And if there's a rich fan who wants to, you know, pay $7,000 for both of us to get one, then I would say thank you to that fan. Okay, well, the problem is I can't think of anything I want less. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that? Uh, I, I, I can't even wear sunglasses because the idea, I've never had a sip of alcohol in my life. I would ha- never had any interest How in doing any do type of stuff. Because uh, you know my thoughts on like, the distortion of the things around you and seeing things differently from how they actually are. This sounds like my absolute hell. You will never get me in a fucking Oculus or whatever the fuck. You will never get me in a VR, what anything, nothing. I don't want it. I'm glad that other people do. I'm glad you're having fun. But like, I I, I don't need one. The fact that you are comparing this to literally doing drugs, (laughs) it's very shocking No, but like it's the idea of like, you're seeing a distorted version of, you're looking through a distorted version of reality. Right, but it's, I mean, yes, but it's not like reality's really changing. Like, when you put on sunglasses, the world's not actually darker. Yeah, I know, but the <laughs> thing is, like, I, I don't like seeing things differently from what they actually you are. You wouldn't even, even try it? What if you, no. go, you go to a movie theater, you look at a screen, and it's all dark? It's like, that's not really the world. No, but, like, I can still see, like, the world. Or I still feel, like, one with the world. There's not, like, a, a casing over me that's sort of, like, separating me from the outside world. Well, the I like being connected to the outside world. The difference world. for the Oculus is that they do, like I was saying, with the opacity, there are versions in which you would still see the world, but you'd also see your apps. No, I don't want to also <laughs> see it. I like having a tangible, this screen is is in front of me and I am holding it mm. and I can put it down. Like I I don't like seeing things differently from how they are. I never did, even as a little kid. Do you go to 3D movies and put the 3D glasses on? Uh I do, but like and I'm not a huge fan of 3D. Okay. Uh but I do uh but also like I can still see in my periphery like the outside world. Like, like I, you'd be able to do with the Apple Vision Pro. You'd be able to see the outside world from your periphery. No, but like not your periphery because doesn't it like wrap all the way around? It wraps all the way around but okay, then I don't can, want that. But then you can see through it. Yes, but that's different. Oh my gosh. That's different. So you're saying if I bought it and I was like, will you just try this for a second? You would say no. I'll try it for a second, yes. but then I'll just be like, I don't like it. But what if you like it? I won't like you it, have please. To, I feel like- Literally, you put a pair of sunglasses on me and I ta- I'm i like, okay, cool. And I take them off after 10 seconds because I'm like, I hate this. I am saying is for your new year of life, your company birthday, maybe we need to become a little bit more open-minded to Tim Cook's inventions. Listen, I am now very old. I'm an old man. I am stubborn and stuck in my ways oh. and you will not get me to like this. I cannot believe after a week of me not saying anything, you're here just to do what Leah Michelle requested we not do. Rain on my parade. I'm not raining on your parade. I, you are very more than welcome to, you know, spend your money on this thing. <laughs> what if you wear glasses? A question in the chat. I believe there is a version like you can have the glasses in there and they'll stretch around. I'm not 100 percent sure, but don't worry. I'll buy them one day and we'll practice with Jackson. He wears glasses. We'll, we'll practice with Jackson. <laughs> we'll practice. Jackson will be the guinea pig. <laughs> He's not thrilled about this either. But, you know, I buy what I buy. <laughs> I, I'll, ideally, I will hold off until a few more iterations of it because it's a very new product. It's going to get perfected in a couple yeah, of versions. There will be sleeker versions. It's not very cute right now. <laughs> it's not the cutest, you know, chicest I, thing. I didn't think it was cute until I watched the video. And then I was like, it's kind of cute. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of cute. cute. Yeah. So I can't wait for them. And, um, you know, but they might give me migraines. And if they do... 
We'll have to go to Lady Gaga, who has debuted a migraine pill partnership. Wait, with- what? <laughs> have you not seen this? No. On her Instagram. She like famously is not posting on Insta a lot these days. And I feel like the little monsters have been quietly very upset about this, which I didn't realize. Uh, but apparently she promised a Chromatica ball film. And instead, she debuted the first footage from the Chromatica ball film in this paid app ad for uh, New Trek ODT, where she's announcing that she suffers from migraines when people clap for her at the Chromatica Ball, and thus <laughs> she needs Nurtrek, Nurtek, whatever it is, to fix everything for her. And the uh, the monsters, the people, for whatever reason, this paid post upset the girls so much. <laughs> Why? Because they're like, how dare you? We've been waiting on music for so long. We have been waiting on the Chromatica Ball footage, and you're going to put footage of you performing, and it's a paid ad advertisement for a migraine pill the girls are pissed sure i just think it's funny that she's like i suffer from migraines when i get applause <laughs> it's not like oh i suffer from migraines because i'm like a human being and this happens right. normally um i think it's just so funny that she's just like uh being famous <laughs> being i mean it's hard i might have someone wrote that i'm not sure if that's 100 percent true i don't mean to spread misinformation but okay. it seemed like that was the vibe of the commercial was like oh performing really can give you a headache <laughs> Do you think that's what will happen to us when we do our two game mats live shows? Yes, for, for the the tens of people in the audience. Yes, exactly. And then I will we'll have to get our Nurtek out <laughs> and uh, get it. You know, hopefully we'll be making enough money that they want to do an advertisement with us. Because if Lady Gaga's doing a migraine pill ad, they must have paid her so much fucking money to yeah. do so. And and hey, we'll sell that product too and our rate will be a little cheaper. Not that much. Not though. that much. But... <laughs> Not that much, but a little bit. Um, but then people were so upset with her that she had to post again on Instagram for the fans <laughs> confirming that the concert film for the Chromatic Ball, Ball Tour was actually underway. Um, the 15 tour stop promoting Gaga's sixth album album was released in 2020 and the tour took place in 2022. Uh, her Los Angeles concert at Dodger Stadium is likely the concert that was filmed considering that the crowd of over 52,000 attendees was notified that the show was being recorded. So it's, it's apparently she's like took a picture of her in the editing day finalizing the film and she's like I know I haven't been on here as much my life is more private than it has been but I've always loved you I always will love you there's new music coming for a special product is it another migraine ad who knows <laughs> but there is music coming she promised the Joker 2 is coming she's been working on that I do think the as much as you know I you know give a dig or two to Miss Gaga I do think that the fandom should Leave her alone a little bit. Like, she is no longer... Like, I feel like it was, like, the 15-year anniversary of the fame, and so I was seeing all these videos of Lady Gaga performing at, like, Six Flags and, like, on the hills and, like, in random parking lots when she was starting out, and I feel like people still want her to have that passion and drive for music. And as much as... I'm sure she does have passion and drive for music, she doesn't have to do that shit. Like, she... If she chose how her career went at that very moment, she would not have gone every second of the day to be performing and promoting just so she became to become famous so now that she's a little bit older she has different priorities she doesn't want to be everywhere all the yeah. fucking time she's t- guys she's already passed her company birthday okay <laughs> right. so just let her rest a little bit like yeah. the woman has bad hips the woman has migraines she has migraines <laughs> <laughs> she has bad hips and migraines and I think we should leave her alone a bit yeah right sure yeah and she's she's giving stuff like she's in movies yes. now. she's doing a lot and you can very easily stretch herself very thin yes you know, and so. you know I feel like it's similar to the lambs when Mariah stopped putting out an album every single year they got kind of restless and it's like guys 
that's not sustainable for the rest of someone's life. It's yeah. just not. Like the level and speed of the promotion that Lady Gaga was on is not sustainable. So let her use her Instagram ads and make her movies and make her music. And just, we all need to grow up a little bit. And she was hoping you'd grow with her. So let's grow up, up grow with up. her. <laughs> grow up with her and Matt Steele. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, the Flash disappointed this weekend, apparently. It has a $55 million debut, and Pixar's Elemental did not do great with a $29.5 million debut. So last week we were talking about how, you know, Ezra Miller, if there was a sequel to The Flash, was not going to be recast, and the director loved him, XYZ. Well, now we don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Because it doesn't seem like that that um, sequel is going to happen. So, yeah. And it's a shame about Elemental because I hear it's excellent. Oh, really? Like, I hear it's, oh, I hear it's fantastic. Oh, maybe yeah. I should watch it. Yeah, I hear it's really great. Okay. I, I think it's very interesting how, I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen a, a new Pixar movie in quite a while, I have right. to say. But I feel like after the pandemic, like... Pixar movies like people aren't like rushing out to see them like they right. were pre-pandemic and I, I wonder why Pixar movies specifically I think people just assume they're gonna be on Disney Plus in no time sure. like I because I you know it was like when we were in the pandemic and I was it Luca that came out did that come out yeah, during the pandemic? It was like it was Soul, it was Luca. Yes, and I remember watching them. Light, on, Lightyear came out after the pandemic. That I remember, uh, box did, office wise, disappointed. Didn't do so well, and I, yeah, I feel like at least for me, I almost imagine Pixar movies at home now. So mm-hmm. maybe that trajectory has changed people's minds about like when and how they need to see these films. But if it's excellent, then we should be supporting it. And uh, I did see something pretty funny where they announced like a character who has two lines as like the first non-binary Pixar character, and there's a storyline on the other. Or two where Carrie is uh, said that he is the first gay person and I don't know if it was a Disney Pixar or something but something like that and it's like sure he's a blob of snot <laughs> and like he's made up of dust particles and snot but he's gay and you can tell because he's in bed with another particle of blob and snot <laughs> like it's because just like particle blobs of snot yes. can only be men absolutely yeah. apparently if he was straight the, the blob would be attracted to human women <laughs> that was the storyline on the other two in an excellent episode so the fact that this is happening in real time it's like they also made a joke about a live action bar um bambi mo- movie and that has just been greenlit i, I know that's coming soon <laughs> coming soon directed by sarah polly a recent oscar winner for the screenplay for women talking oh well thank you sarah polly can't thank wait to th- see it can't wait to see it um did you hear that the Hollywood Foreign Press Association is disbanding. I'm so confused. I'm, I was going to ask you what it meant. Girl, I, I'm <laughs> apparently like they're disbanding, but like another, some entity is taking over the Golden Globes. So the Golden Globes will still exist or something like oh. as if anyone <laughs> needed any more questions as to what the fuck are the Golden Globes. I was going to say, are there still going to be awards? Uh, yeah, I think oh. so. I think that's what they said. It's just not going to be awarded by the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. So it was like, okay, well then are they still the Golden Globes? I don't get it. It's a mess. I love it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a mess. I'm so confused. I mean, it's kind of in keeping with the Golden Globes and HuffPa that this is happening in such a confusing manner. You oh, know? They've never been more relevant. They've never. <laughs> this, each year. It just makes sense. So, you know, congratulations to that racist group that's no longer a group. Will I be tuning into the Golden Globes next year? Absolutely. Of course you will. That because is it, just for the jokes of just like, what is this? <laughs> What is this? Um, apparently, Heartstopper season two is coming out on August third. And when I saw this announced, then they were like, "You could see the first scene of Heartstopper season two right now." And before I watched it, I was like, "Are they just smiling at each other?" And like in my head, I didn't say it in the Discord, but I was thinking, "I bet it's over a big loud pop song." 
And it was. Oh, God. <laughs> and it's like, of course, we want gays in high school to have fun and to enjoy each other. But they were like sending each other Instagram messages of like, messages of like, oh, I can't wait till we are kissing many times a day. And it's like, okay. <laughs> like, I get it. It's heartwarming for people. And some people need that inner child healed from yeah. their high school experience. And yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, if you don't want to sit through a, a euphoria where it's like, okay, this is sure. really ridiculous and not believable, like, and you want something a little lighter and more realistic, but like, it's also a story and stories have conflict. Like that's literally something that happens in most things if yeah. you don't want to make, you know, a music video slash screensaver. But I'm open. I'm, of course, going to watch every episode probably as soon as they're dropped. But, you know. My acting teacher freshman year, Leroy Rogers, incredible actress. Yes. She would always tell us she would just be like, a scene is not a scene until something has changed by the end of it. Mm. Like so, anything. And, and so if like nothing changes, then it's, it's not a scene. It's just a bunch of people talking. I remember season one, there was one scene where um, the, the curly haired boy couldn't find the straight haired boy. But at the end of the scene, he found him. That's really dramatic. <laughs> it's really dramatic. He thought he'd left him at a party, but he didn't. It, that's r- It's rough out there. For whenever, Have you ever been? to a party when like the one person you're with can't find I know it truly does suck that, that, that is <laughs> it bad. really sucks um, I feel like every week we're giving like another teaser of Olivia Rodrigo returning but it's a fish she's officially coming back June 30th new single is entitled Vampire the single is cover is out uh, it's black and white kind of a profile shot and she has purple band-aids on her neck it's a lovely lavender oh yes it is a very pretty lavender and it works with the gray I yes. think it's interest, an interesting visual yes I'm into it I'm, um, didn't someone say that it's going to be like a darker pop sound. That's what I heard, but I don't know that she has said that, so I'm going to reserve my opinions until I hear that. Okay. A darker pop sound made me a little nervous, I will say. I will say so too. You know, it's like I think we should just be improving on what we were doing initially and like making it more unique and not trying to like veer into darkness. Yeah, because when I hear darker pop sound, I either think of Fame Monster, which of course is brilliant, brilliant, or yes. I think of like Billie Eilish, which is also like excellent. Right. Um, But I don't know if that's a Olivia Rodrigo per exactly. se. Like, I think Olivia Rodrigo should focus on carving like her own road. Yes. Um, and I'm not saying that she's not going to. Yeah. I have no idea what this is going to sound like, but um, I, I, I'm excited to see. I do like the visual. Yeah, the visual is very cute. Yeah. I like that um, single cover very much. Yeah. And she's, she's a great writer, so I'm excited to hear what, what happens. Absolutely. Um, Kesha has landed a major victory in the defamation battle against Dr. Luke. Uh, apparently, uh, today's ruling... Previously, the New York courts had, courts had ruled that Dr. Luke counts as a private figure, which comes with lower standards to prove defamation than for public figures. But uh, a judge has made some rulings in her favor saying that she is a public figure figure, or Dr. Luke is a public figure, excuse me, that means he will need to prove that Kesha's statements were knowingly false and made with actual malice rather than just having to prove negligence like he would as a private figure. He has to prove that either she knew they were false or she acted with reckless reckless disregard for the truth, and it's a higher burden of proof. It will be harder for him to win. We want everything good for Kesha and nothing good for Dr. Luke. That's the long and short of it. That people before we were uh, recording this podcast were asking why we don't, you know, do Doja Cat reactions or care for Kim Petras. And it's all because of Dr. Luke. So if he can be out of their careers and can leave Kesha alone, then that would be great. That'd be great. That's all I ask. Yeah. And is Do- the Doja Cat song, is, that's not Dr. Luke. I think that it? one's not Dr. Luke. Okay. She great. might still be on his label. Okay. But, you know, that song is not Dr. Luke. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, Carly Rae is putting out a new single. 
It's coming out uh, this Friday along with the Kelly Clarkson album. And wasn't it announced that it's not necessarily a new album per se, but sort of like a part two of the Loneliest Time yes. era? Yes. Which saying, sort of like a Evermore compared to Folklore? Yes. This is the lead single to a companion piece to The Loneliest Time, but not so much a side B. The song is called Shy Boy. She looks very, you know, long blonde pop star in the cover art. I like that. Um, Normani, and I hate to... okay. Normani has announced that she believes that her album is worth the wait. She has come out with a new commercial for Bose headphones that features some of the new song in the background. And I will say it does sound good. I do feel it's a previewing a, a new song called Candy Paint. I feel like we've been burned by Normani before. Yeah. But I want to have faith. Is it like, is this one of those like fool me once? Shame on me, fool me twice moments, or should I? Am I allowed to be hopeful? Is Listen, the question. You know, happy pride. As, <laughs> happy as, as another pride? homosexual once said, you gotta have faith. You gotta have. I faith. want you leaning in with optimism this year. I will lean in with optimism yes. in, my, in my post uh, company birthday. Okay, that that will be a new era for me. I will lean in with optimism that the song will come out. It will do well. The album will come out. And it will do well and it will be good. Even right. if it doesn't do well, it will be good. And that's what I want. I don't even need for it to do well. I would like it to be good because yeah. we've been waiting since before the pandemic. I remember buying that my car in 2019 and one of the first songs uh, I played in that new car was Motivation. All right, Matt Steele, is there any other news for idiots you'd like to share with the people? I don't think so, guys. Okay, well, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with more Two Gay Matt's The Podcast. Somebody call the doctor. I'm sorry. We were just singing uh, Overdose by Sierra, which is a song that deserves a Cruel Summer-esque reboot. But before we get back into Email My Heart, I just want to say thank you for listening. If you like this podcast as much as we like making it, please go to your Apple Podcast or your Spotify and give us a five-star review. It helps us so very much. It would mean so much to us. And if, you know, you're not a patron, this is the next best thing you could do to support us. Make sure this podcast that we love recording gets heard by as many listeners as possible and thank you for listening already thank you so much guys yes now we are on to email my heart this is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have you can be a part of email my heart if you email us at two at gmail.com two is spelled t-w-o the first question comes to us from thomas Thomas's Thomas. subject line, 22 is not the Taylor Swift song. Mm. Hey, Matts. So I'm just going to jump right in and say that in February of this year, I turned 22. Happy birthday. So far, my 20s have been marked by the pandemic, moving from my hometown to the big city and a mess of confusion. But this year has been something else entirely. Mm. I was in a relationship that ended about a month and a half ago. My first really serious one at that. And in its ending, my eyes were open to just how poorly I've been doing. Oh. The relationship was a source of stability for me that that distracted me from the fact that for the first time, I don't have any direction. This year, I completed my undergraduate degree, and I'm very proud of that fact, but also terrified. This year, I'm applying to jobs that I feel deeply underqualified for, but I'm shooting my shot for anyway. This year, for the first time since moving here, I'm debating whether I even like the city I live in Mm. or if I want to make that life-changing move to a different place. I'm a person who craves stability, who is terrified of the unknown, and 22 has been nothing but confrontations of the unknown. Some people might find this to be exciting, but I am not one of them. Mm. All of this is to say 22 is not at all what Taylor wrote about, at least not for me. (laughs) I was wondering if you had any advice on facing this time of uncertainty yourselves. Love the pod. Thank you both for being so consistently great week by week. Oh, that's so kind. Um, I would say that I, in some ways, find myself to be a similar 
person in that I also crave stability. I'm a person who likes to have a routine and likes things a certain way. And the idea of a big giant change or a bunch of big giant changes all at once does seem uh, overwhelming to me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think all of those feelings are very valid. But I want to say that from what it sounds like you're doing, you are doing the right stuff. Yeah. Like the idea that you're just graduating and just putting yourself out there for these jobs that you feel underqualified for. Like you don't know how much you bring to the table yet because you're just entering the workforce. There's going to be entry level positions and even positions that I'm sure you're going to be excellent at. You're going to feel like you don't know what you're doing because it's your first job. Mm -hmm. Like I think all you can do is apply and put yourself out there and Try to build that stable life for yourself that, by the way, comes a little later. Like the stability and like knowing who you are as an adult is going to take a few years longer. And so while 22 may have been fun for millionaire already Taylor Swift. I'm sure she had a great 22. I'm sure it was wonderful for her. For a lot of people, it's like about the discovery process. And just know that you are so, so, so young that you can make any choice you want. There's a freedom in that age. Like you are not weighed down by, you know, the the habits that we love can also kind of ground us and make it feel like, oh, I can't do this thing or do this thing because I have all these commitments. You don't have those commitments. Like as much as it seems scary, it's also a gift. Like if you do decide you want to live across the country, like the moment I moved from New York to LA, like I knew one person here. And even now I look back, I'm like, how did I do that? Like I was so, like I wasn't scared because I didn't have anything really tying me anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I think you just need to lean into the fact that even though these decisions and the number of decisions can be overwhelming, the fact that you can make them and there's no big bad thing that can happen at the end of the story at this point is a blessing. Like the the, the downside is like, oh, that didn't work out. Let me try something else. Yeah. I, I Thomas, I have to say Taylor's 22 is very different from 99.999% of other people's 22. I feel like 22 right. is kind of objectively tough. a year for people that is incredibly tough, especially if you went to college because like this is your first year out of college. Like 22 for me fucking sucked. <laughs> like that was like right. I turned 22 right after my first breakup. Like it was, it was very much just like, what am I doing? It was when I was considering moving to LA and I was just like, is that the right choice? Is that the wrong choice? And it's kind of just the year where you really realize like, oh, there isn't going to be full, complete stability really ever, (laughs) you know, in in life because you're always going to, even if, you know, you eventually do settle down, have a stable job and like a person or whatever you want to in this life, like there will still always be an element of adulthood where you're like, I'm flying by the seat of my pants. Like, I don't know what the right decision is, but I just have to make a decision. Right. Um, And so do that's sort of the age where you realize that just like there is no 100% stability in your life kind of you know and if it helps all of the adults around you that you're feeling like they must have it all together they know what they're doing they know what they bring to the table they really don't they're fucking disasters we're all (laughs) suffering from imposter syndrome every single day so you are not the only one who's dealing with this but truly the youth is on your side the fact that if you make a decision tomorrow it could be a beautiful thing or you'd be like ah I don't like it I'm gonna do something else like you still have the freedom to do that so while it can be overwhelming just continue putting yourself out there personally professionally you know romantically and 
the more you put yourself out there in the ways that you're clearly already doing, yeah. the more good things are going to come back I to think you. it's amazing that you feel like you're underqualified for these jobs that you're applying to, but you're still applying to them Absolutely. anyway. I feel like that is such a healthy, like good mindset to have. And even if you don't get any of those jobs, like who can you still are going into your new adult life, independent life with that mindset of just like, I'm going to shoot my shot. Yes. And I think that's a great way to start. So I think you're doing everything right. I agree. And just keep telling yourself like, with there are all these like options and decisions to have like there is no right decision yes. or wrong decision like there's just a decision you make right and that's the one you make like like your life can really go anywhere yes there is no like oh am I gonna make the I mean clear there are some wrong decisions <laughs> out there don't do anything self destructive or right. anything like that but like I you seem like you you are can make good decisions. Yes. So I'm not worried for you. I would say you have it more together than you think you do. And you don't have to have it more together than you do currently at this very moment in your life. And I think just the self-awareness that just like, oh God, I I don't have it together and I want this stability. I think just having that self-awareness at 22 means that you're a pretty like emotionally mature person. Absolutely. So So. good for you. You kick ass, Exactly. You might be worried about you. We're not. You're doing great. (laughs) You're doing great. Worry about me. Okay. (laughs) My life is a disaster. It's really not. It's fine. Um, So next question comes to us from Adrian. This is the the question that we referenced uh, earlier. Pop music miracles. Mm. Dear Two Gay Mats, hope you both are doing swell. Kylie Minogue recently scored a solo top 10 hit in the United Kingdom with Panam Panam. <gasps> it's currently sitting at number nine. I am in absolute shock that she was able to break through the misogyny and ageism of the British music industry and somehow get the general public to actually stream Padam. For crying out loud, it's been 13 years since she had a solo hit in the UK top 10, which brings me to my question. Mm. When was the last time you witnessed a miracle? in pop music. This could be anything. Two perfectly matched singers finally collaborating, maybe a pop star releasing a long buried gem from the vaults, maybe something unexpected going viral. I guess I'm reminded today that super fans should never count out their legacy artist oh, faves. My God, you're speaking my language. Um, I think, like you mentioned, Padam Padam, we already talked about Cruel Summer becoming a single. I also mentioned Mariah's It's a Rap getting a second life. Like, there's so much in pop music that is breaking the molds and traditions of like what a career is going to be and what like a song's lifespan is like Mariah Carey all over Christmas is you becoming like a number one single decades after it was released. That is a pop music miracle. Absolutely. So I think we're going to be seeing more and more of these miracles as life goes on, as TikTok becomes bigger, as there are more ways to consume music and expose music to people that maybe the music was around for a while but hadn't like hit its stride like the Kate Bush song having that moment of Stranger Things like I think we're going to see more pop music miracles like that and I think it's exciting again there are downsides to the TikTok music of it all but the fact that like more stuff that should have gotten its due back in its day is finally having a moment as a result of it is a beautiful beautiful thing yeah I would say like other miracles like that we lived through uh, in terms of pop music like Cher's Believe was such a huge thing I think she is still the oldest person oldest definitely female act maybe any act to have a number one billboard charting single like and it was like oh this song is on TRL like this is the most relevant thing for someone who was in their 50s at the time I believe maybe 60s just putting out such forward thinking pop pop dance music and no one has used the fucking auto tune like that until she did it 
it. And then T-Pain built a career around that. You know, obviously he has a lot of talent. He can do a lot. He could walk in a studio by himself and make a great record. But having that little kitschy thing as a part of him has like been a huge part of his career. There was a whole auto-tune moment and it started with fucking Cher. Yeah. Like, and I have to say another sort of miracle that felt miraculous to me, even though it didn't do like as financially well as it should have. Mm. When I listened to... Britney's glory. Oh, I was like, because after Britney Jean came out in 2013, it was just like, she's done. She, she like, she doesn't, she doesn't <laughs> want to do care. this anymore. She doesn't care. Like, like I, I don't foresee like another album, like even coming out of her, let alone like a good album. And then listening to glory for the first time right. and being like, wait, th- this is great. Right. Like this is objectively great. And I remember coming out of my bedroom and me and Matt Palmer looking at each other being like, can you believe what we, we just were listened so to? Shocked. We were so incredibly shocked and it's an excellent one. And I honestly, the first pop music miracle I remember living through was the emancipation of Mamie. Cause ah. people had counted Mariah out so violently. And the fact that she was releasing a song 15 years into her career, that was going to become one of her biggest hits. And I was a senior in high school during all of it. It just was lovely. And I just am excited for more pop music miracles happening like that coming up in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I, we'll answer this real quick. Yes. Wes. One for you. This is all for you. We've talked a lot about pop music uh, in this podcast. It's yes. been a very pop music heavy podcast. Yes. This one's about games. From Emery. Subject line Zelda. Yeah. Matt Palmer, since I remember you saying you were a, a breath of the wild girly a while back, mm. have you played Tears of the Kingdom and how do you feel about it? I loved B-O-T-W. Right. And to me, the... T-O-T-K is a, a Tears of the Kingdom yes. okay, is a revelation. Curious to know what your thoughts are. Uh, B-O-T-W is Breath of the Wild, which is the oh, first gotcha. okay, Zelda gotcha. before that one. We started Breath of the Wild, Jackson and I, and I we've only done a little bit. I'm still trying to get a handle of the controls. We've had a busy month. My mom's in town and Kelly's releasing, so we'll be up editing that. It's it's We haven't had the, the amount of hours that it takes to finish a Zelda game is no fucking joke. Like We have friends who are much more serious about Zelda and we're like, oh yeah, we played a little on Saturday and they're like we've played every day this week and we're like not even halfway done so it's like we have to you know really put in the time and energy and I've not done that yet but it's on the to-do list I promise I can't wait I've only heard good things about Breath of the Wild and even better things about Tears of the Kingdom so the fact that and if you become a a patron go to patreon.com slash 2gmats we have a whole gaming channel and it's a lot of Tears of the kingdom discussion people are finishing it are literally bursting into tears in the finale of this game like it apparently is beautiful so it's an emotionally impactful experience for a lot of people and i cannot wait to be involved be a part of the conversation okay all right (laughs) i'm i'm happy as long as everyone else is happy (laughs) matt Steele thinks you're weird if you cried at the end that's what he's saying i'm not saying i think listen i literally cry like at anything because i've I've gotten to a certain age where Mm -hmm. just like a lot of things move me for happy reasons hey that's great which is good it's good um but is this like a happy euphoric i think so okay i mean i'm I'm glad about that yeah yeah, matt Steele. yeah what's been giving you moments darling not anything huge okay (laughs) but something that made me just go ah Mm. and it's kind of weird because it feels kind of i guess counterproductive not counterproductive but like for the first time Mm. starting yesterday for the first time in over 13 years i am not on a dating app (laughs) i deleted my hinge and my tinder and don't clap it's not like i found a boyfriend it's exciting yeah but i'm kind of just like you know what i need freedom (laughs) 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 not that i'm like addicted to like dating apps or anything but like 
you know, they they do become like a crutch a little bit and they mm. kind of become like homework. Mm. And I encourage everyone who wants to be on one, like to be on one uh, because it's a great way to meet people and everything. And I, I've met a lot of amazing people. I've met like my best friends through, on like OkCupid and everything. Um, but I'm kind of just like at a point where I'm just like, I need to focus more on like being productive in the things that I want to accomplish, mm. like career wise and everything. And like, I'm just going to take a break from this. So this, so I was like before my company birthday, <laughs> <laughs> which you can look up the number if you yes. want. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to try this out. I'm going to try this out. So I heard about this. There was rumors going around in your yes. apartment. Yes. Uh, is this a break? Is this an all time, like goodbye forever? Like, are you more interested in meeting someone in real life? Are you just not interested in meeting someone right now and focusing on the professional pursuits? I'm always interested in meeting people. Yeah. Um, I, I would say I, and thinking maybe this will encourage me to like go out and meet people like in real life. It'll okay. encourage me to like go out more, yes. I think. Um, because I feel like the past, like couple years, like especially since like uh, many of like my very good friends have moved away. Yes. <laughs> I'm just like, yes. I need to go out more and yeah. like meet more people, which like the thing is like dating apps do also help you meet more people right. and everything. I want to be on my phone less. Mm, I get that right now. I you know, that's, that's kind of the main impetus for it. It's not necessarily because I have any dating goals per right. se, but it's like, I want to be on my phone less. I mean, I'm already like on the social medias and like the discord, like it is very fun, <laughs> but like I, I, I'm on it a lot. Yeah. So I, I need less things. To, to be on my I phone. I think that's fair. For, yeah. So I feel like that's a very adult decision. I agree. I think that is exciting. Sure. Yeah. We'll see where we're at in about two weeks. Okay. I'm like, I'm bored. I want a cute boy hey. to tell me I'm adorable. No one is going to judge you if you jump back on that app in two days. But I feel like you've made a decision. You're going with it. And if it makes your life better, then you're doing something right. Sure. Yeah. I, I don't know if it'll make it better or make it worse. Who knows? Who knows? It's an experiment. It's an experiment. Yes. And you know we love science. We love science. Here here. We love and Game believe Nets. in science. We love it. You yes. love the technology? I do. The technology. I know. Yeah. I don't know that I have one this week. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I've squawked so much about Cruel Summer, but um, but um, and Apple Vision Pro, which is taking up like 90% of my brain space at the moment, besides like, you know, replaying Mariah's Pride performance uh, in my head on loop, which I'm still doing. Um, but I just want to say I'm really excited for the fucking Kelly album. Like the fact that we are about to live react to the album that for years we've been saying we are looking the most forward to. It's actually happening after that whole Belasco event. We're finally going to get the recorded versions on this Thursday evening. I can't remember the last time I was so excited to listen to an album. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm excited to hear Skip This Part again. <gasps> if she changes any goddamn you know thing about didn't. that production, I will be angry. You know she didn't. Okay, good. I, like, I think that album has been, and she said that album, this album's been done for years. Like, and it's funny, and the thing is, I would recommend that everyone listen to her on the Glennon Doyle podcast, where she kind of, of all of the interviews I've seen around this album, this is the interview that I think she goes most in depth about her emotional state when uh, making this record, the writing process. There's a lot of talk about, um, you know, not directly, but about, you know, the relationship that ended and inspired it. And I, it's a tough listen at points. Like, she does cry. I, during the interview at points because I don't it, see Kelly cry. I mean, yeah, you're just listening if that's helpful. <laughs> but it's it really shines such a light. I just love 
music that feels personal and, uh, you know, melodic. Obviously, you guys have met me before. And I just can't wait to delve into this album more deeply. Um, another album that I've been revisiting lately, and I feel like we were talking about the Discord because I always talk about how Kimberly Akimbo is the album of the year. And the other, the other option is Ray's album that she put out this mm. year. And I was listening to it the other day in the car with my mom, and we were listening. And she's like, you know what? She, and she doesn't say about this about many albums, but she's like, before I leave, you need to download this album on iTunes on my phone. <gasps> She's like, she can sing. She almost gives me Amy Winehouse in the voice sometimes. I love how Mrs. Palmer's just like, she's giving me a little Amy Winehouse. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure she didn't phrase it like that, but that was the mindset that I, that was how I received it. Sure. And uh, yeah, so we have, you know, another Ray fan in our midst. (laughs) Did your mom just say like, she kind of sounds smoky and you were like Amy Winehouse. (laughs) No, she said Amy Winehouse. Okay. she didn't say the word giving me. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, but your mom is like giving you references. You can tell that you as a son, as a child have educated her. Right. In the music, sphere. and she loves she loves Amy Winehouse. She's like, I feel like you know Adele and these artists like that, you know, are incredible. But like Amy Winehouse was the original of this kind of sound, and I was like, you're absolutely right. The Ray album is just so good, yeah. and I can't say it enough. Like melodies, vocally, the song, like the songcraft, the fact that she mm-hmm. was at this label that was just forcing her to put out this these dance songs that I'm sure were great, but like were kind of anonymous. Mm-hmm. And so, when she had so much to say, I mean, mascara alone, great song. Black mascara, Black unbelievable. mascara, unbelievable. excellent song. And I, I realize this is not the first time that I've made this album part of my Giving Me Moments, but I revisited it, and it is so lovely and up there with Kimberly Kimbo as my favorite album of the year. And I'm hopeful that the album version of Chemistry that we previewed at the Belasco will be right up there. Those will be my top three. Those will be my triforce, the as tri- they say. The trifecta. Yes, in Zelda. There's Try. a Triforce. Yes. Got him. We got we got him. The power that holds, ladies it's and true. gentlemen. The power I, that that has. The power that has. <laughs> Not everybody has that. Not everybody has it. It's very true. Matt Steele. Yes. Is there anything else you'd like to tell the people? Um, Tomorrow, June 19th is my birthday. Yes. So continue wishing that. <laughs> In case Matt, you guys forgot. I don't think they did. Okay. But make sure to wish Matt Steele a happy birthday if you have. And if you're listening to this on June 19th, reach out to him. Send him a tweet. He'd love it. Yeah, sure. I'll take yes. all the attention. I, got. I mean, I did say I wanted to be on my phone last. But <laughs> on my birthday, I'll take it. And you're like responding in two minutes. And I'm just like, oh my god, <laughs> thank you so much. Well, I'll have time to respond to all these like nice tweets or whatever because I won't be um, on a dating app. on a dating app. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, guys, it just I was born at eight eleven p.m. and it just turned eight twelve p.m. right now. So we are in my last twenty four hours of being not company age. Okay. Just wanted to let y'all know. Congratulations to Matt Steele. And <laughs> thank you all for listening. We'll be back soon with more 2 Game Ads, the podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.